Welcome, Welcome to the Nightly Rant with your hosts, Mike and Toria. This is the show where we examine society from a sarcastic point of view. If you like insane conversations, this is definitely the show for you. Let's get into today's topic. YPN people, I don't know about you, but I love helping out a friend. That's why I want to shout out my friend Brian Little and his podcast, Your favorite blockhead. This is the only show that manages to weave together peanuts and MMA into one heck of an amazing podcast. You can find your favorite blockhead wherever your favorite podcasts reside and at yourfavoriteblockhead.com. Do me a huge favor and listen to Brian's show. You'll be entertained and you'll help out a friend. Now, as I said, let's get into today's topic. So, I discovered kind of a um, odd situation around here. Did you know? The area is kind of high tech. In fact, just down the road, we have um, tech spaces for rent, specifically right. for tech companies. Like the Bandai building? Well, and then, it's further, not specific then tech, further, but... further, like towards the. Um, Irvine area, when you head down that way, there's tech rentals on the side. Um, but if you look up co-working spaces in every state except for here, in fact, in every city except for around here, and you find dozens of options for everything from super cheap to super expensive. There are absolutely none in Cypress or Buena Park. Not- Zero. Absolutely zero. It's insane. Like, what the hell is this? No people in Cypress and Buena Park want to work in a co-working space? Well, like they say, it's the perfect thing for startup companies as they're growing. Right. You know, it's um, a lot less overhead. Stepping it up to a different level. A lot less overhead. Yeah, but you're stepping it up to a different level. You're leaving from home. Taking yourself out of your garage. I feel like at that point you feel like your company's actually going to start moving forward. I don't understand why there's such a lack because there's definitely a need for it. Yeah. So maybe someone should tell that to the owners of the Bandai building and they should turn that cool ass building into one big giant co-working space. Yeah, I would agree. They need to put the Power Rangers back in the lobby first. It's frustrating though because like I said there's a need and you would think that someone would fill that need but they don't seem to care I didn't even like I tried I tried your suggestion of looking up executive suites and I got a whole bunch of like weird nightclubs and like and like I got mostly the same places we already see I didn't google I yelped so we'll stick that out there first but I got I got weird nightclubs in Fullerton and then I got like the Hilton executive meeting room. Blah, 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 blah. Interesting. And I wow. was like, none of these things are what I, I Googled want. it and I got pretty much the same places I'd already seen by looking up co working. Because apparently they all have some form of co working offering that they provide. And basically, what a lot of the executive suite places are doing is they just have an area of their lobby that's cordoned off for like public use. So you pay them a membership fee, and then that's where you get to use it. Well, the, the thing that I've learned that's very interesting 
is that a lot of these places have a public rate to use their meeting rooms. And I yeah. think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Wish I would have known that when we booked that room for the day. Yeah, me too. Would have been more comfortable. Because a lot of these spaces are like $30 for the day. Yeah, would have been more comfortable. Less pornographic. But you know, we talked in a previous episode about meeting some nice people at the Libertarian oh, yeah. State Convention. Bourbon Supreme. Whoop, whoop. We talked about how nice they were, but realistically, it's not the whole story. So why don't you tell them the rest of the story? This convention had two very distinctive sides. There were super nice people, and there was really big entitled jackholes. So we figured we'd split them into two separate conversations, because we just really wanted to emphasize how big entitled these jackholes were. Now, the person I'm referring to specifically, it's Sunday morning. The election and all the bullshit that goes before the election was supposed to start at 9 a.m. We get there at like 8.30. Because somebody told you you needed to make sure you were there on time so that you could get credentialed so that you could actually vote. Correct. Election. Okay. So then, we're there. I'm bored out of my mind. I played more Candy Crush than I've ever played in my life. And I, I'll, all of a sudden, I like go back to the main menu screen of my phone, and I see that it's 9.40. I'm like, why hasn't this shit started yet? Like, Let's go here. It's right. 40 minutes late. Then, less than five minutes later, the chairperson, she gets up, and she's saying, we're going to close the credentialing. We'll be able. We're going to start these elections. We're already 40 minutes late. All good. I agree. Get this shit started. Let's do it. Then this dude, he stands up. He had just arrived. And he was pissed pissed that he wasn't going to be able to vote because he wasn't going to be able to get his credentials because how dare they stomp on his ability to vote in these elections. Which, by the way, registration opened at 7 a.m. Just just saying. And all I could think to myself was why the fuck should I have to wait longer because you couldn't haul your lazy ass well, down here. Well, what was funny was he kept saying that he was a libertarian and they didn't have a right to step on his rights and how dare they. But what popped into my mind immediately is, and we've talked about what personal freedom is about. We've discussed how you can do whatever you want when it's in the privacy of your own home. But as soon as you start affecting and interacting with other people, you have to be moderate in how you handle things. Have some common courtesy. And have some courtesy. So, at what point didn't he affect us that we had an eight-hour drive to come back from there to here, and the earlier we could leave, the better, and we were hoping to leave by, like, noon. That's where the word entitled. And this jerk is acting like it's his right to be 40 minutes late. And you know what? It is his right to be 40 minutes late, but it's our right to close things down at a given time. And let's face it. Registration i.e. credentialing, was from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. It was advertised for months ahead of time. That registration was from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. 
I must have gotten 753,228 emails telling me that registration was from 7 to 9 and that if I didn't register, I wouldn't be able to vote. Yes, almost 800,000 emails telling me this. <laughs> so I'm sure I'm not the only one who got 800,000 emails. No, because I'd say the vast majority of people were there on time. There was probably like 30 or so that were filing in late, but they were filing in at an uneven rate. And I'm sorry, but the people, specifically that one dude doing the registration, was incompetent. I think that some people, though, came early, got credentialed, and then bailed because they knew it was going to start late. Probably. And, you know, remember, most of those people stayed in the hotel. And I have nothing but respect for that. That's fine. So if Just you stayed get in the it ho- taken care but, of. But my thing is, if you stayed in the hotel, it'd be easy to come down at like 8 o'clock, get your credentials, go back up to your room and chill out watching TV or reading or doing whatever. Yeah. And then you knowing full well it's not going to start at 10 o'clock because that's just what always happens. So then you come back downstairs at 10 o'clock. But to how dare you? How dare you evoke the whole not very libertarian of you to, to take away my right to vote? It's not very libertarian of you to make me fucking wait for 45 extra minutes beyond a time that was advertised. Almost 800,000 emails advertised this. So because of Yes, I know I'm exaggerating, but the point barely. is there were so many that there was like multiple in a day. I'm not kidding you about that. Multiple in a day. Whoever set up that campaign is a lunatic, like flat out lunatic, because People who sell big, Tony Robbins doesn't send me three emails a day. And I'm on his mailing list for his new product launch. I told you this when the elections were going on, like the actual, for the government election, yeah, some they were back, sending me so many emails. I did not need six emails a day about Larry Sharp. I'm sure he's a very nice person. He seemed like a very nice person when we saw him. But I don't he give is a, a shit nice about person. him. I chatted with to him. see six emails a day about him. He is a nice person. I chatted with him for a couple of minutes. Cool. Super nice dude. But that's not the point. Nobody, six emails a day. Nobody needs to send us five and six emails a day about the same, and essentially about the same topic, almost the same email. Right. Like, why am I getting this? That almost feels like they've gotten our email address in multiple places, quite honestly, and they have us getting multiple emails because the system they use doesn't merge them together because that's what will happen like with our system if you have a a group of x and a group of y and i'm already in the group of y and i and i see your um opt-in and i go in there and now i'm in the group of x but i'm still in the group of y it doesn't create a second record for me it only gives me one record but their system clearly, just because you get the same exact email at around the same time, and it's like, how did I get three copies of this? But I would get six at different times of the day. Yeah, it's just stupid. So like, whoever did that, you know, if you're listening to this, stop. wake up and stop doing that. It's ridiculous. Stop. It takes way too much time for everybody involved. I complain about people who send me one email a day. One. But bottom line, that dude had no place to complain. None. Zero. He needed to zip his lip. He was being rude. And I just wanted to throat punch him. Like, of all of the people this that weekend that I wanted to throat punch, he was number one. Yeah. But then, then there was the guy that 
kept getting up and, oh you know, God. I'm going to put air quotes around it, asking questions. He was preaching. And yeah, exactly. He knew the answers that he was looking for. You know, it, it, he, he'd get out there and be like, so could you tell me how much percentage of increase have we had in membership? And if it was one that she didn't know, this is how you knew he knew the answers ahead of time. She'd most of the time answer them. But then there are times when they'd say, you know, I don't have that right here in my report. I'll be glad to look it up and send it to you later, though. Oh, no, you don't have to. I have the numbers right here. Right. That's what he would say. And then they'd answer and say they'd made $5,623 from an event. And they said they raised $5,600 from the event because nobody gives a shit about the $23. He'd be like, well, that's not what I'm showing here. I'm showing 5623 Is that correct? Yeah. And he was trying to make them look incompetent because he wanted their job. And I think it cost him. And then. Then. There was the dude. Who you talked to online. <laughs> and he quartered yeah. us outside and he was like yo I'm gonna make this bylaw change thing bullshit that I stopped listening to when he started talking because I truly don't care and he was just special all weekend yeah special like he was super rude but he's the type of dude who's like 10,000% rude but to people who are dumb, he sounds super polite. Uh-huh. Yeah. You're right. He has an agenda. A big one. Uh-huh. Big agenda. Uh-huh. And he's playing it. So we're trying to. But Clearly he's playing failing, it. Though. But he's putting it out there. And that's, you know, good for him. More power to him. I'm glad he's putting it out there. It's his prerogative. But he's just a dick. But well, yeah, but that's how he comes off. Yeah. But he has a lot of people who support him and love him. Heard what I just me. said about those people. Well, yeah, but you got me. I mean, like, I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. And I mean, on the surface, there were three people running for chair. And on the surface, it appeared that any one of the three could do the job. Right. But I had heard some, you know, crappy rumors about one of the three. And mm, I'm not one to just go based off of rumors. I don't like doing that because I feel it's exactly like when I say, oh, the neighbor from across the hall comes and talks to this neighbor on this side of the hall about who they're voting for for president. So that person decides that's who they're going to vote for because that person is smart. But his performance. Or even better yet, I've heard men say no BS at the gym, early morning, same group of men. And the dude says, you know, I was going to vote for Hillary. But then my across the hall neighbor with the great ass told me she was voting for Trump. So I had to vote for Trump so that later when she asks me, I can be honest and say I voted for him. It's like they think that voting the way she voted means they're going to bang her someday. Anyway, dude. And I'm against this whole voting for something because of... So, anyway. Dude, his performance with the question asking is bullcrap. 
just confirmed every single rumor yes. you've heard about him. Exactly. And that was my point. That's where I was headed with it. So thanks oh for spitting it out. Like, I wasn't going to make a judgment based off the rumor. But then you watch it in action and you're like, huh, they weren't wrong. Mm-hmm. They weren't wrong at all. Our first introduction to this dude was when we were sitting there waiting for the uh-huh. thing. And he's going on and on and on about his life. And I turned to you and I asked you, who is that dude? He never shuts up and he's really annoying. And then the next day, you ask our friend David. and He tells you who that, well, no, I, we figured it out before that, but we were going to ask David. Yeah. Yeah. We figured it out. He was the dude we'd heard all the rumors about. Special. Yeah, it's crazy. But, so then that means that there's only two. And I'm going to say that those two handled themselves very professionally. They didn't badmouth each other. And I think that, honestly, with one of them being reelected as chair and the other one being elected as at-large, had either one of them won the chair, the other would have been elected at-large. Yeah, so nothing changes, really. No, because they seem to not give a shit about position when they're handling business internally and just they're a group of people who make these decisions. So, so I don't know. But, but was there anyone else that you can think of that was like super duper rude? There was the people. I hate to say this, but the group of old white men in the back that were heckling everything that was said by one of the members of the board. Yeah. And then there was that dude who was on the board and is no longer. Oh, the one that didn't like huh? our friend. Yeah. And okay, so. At the beginning of the Saturday really day. Really doesn't like our friend. Holy moly. At the beginning of the Saturday day, all of the executive committee stood up and like gave their reports on various right. things. And he was the last one to go. And he stood up and like he started talking and kept waiting for it to actually be a report instead of it an was I'm not just about gonna a bash. Report. It was a bash everyone. session. He stood up there for like fifteen minutes. And just completely bashed one person. And that's super libertarian, right? Seemed kind of aggressive to me. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I mean, that was the dude that wanted to shut off the live feed at the previous meeting. I mean, Slimy son of a bitch. That's what he, he's special. But, you know, one thing you learn when you go to things like this is that if they're vocal like that, and clearly they're on the board, so they got enough support to get on the board. They have followers. They have people who believe them. I think in that guy's case, he didn't used to be such a jackass. Oh, I agree with you. And that nobody else wanted the position for so long that he just kind of stayed until he didn't want it anymore. I agree with you. Kind of like the treasurer guy. Yeah. You notice nobody runs against him. Yeah. You know, he's kind of a lunatic. No, I agree with you. Nobody wants to be the president. No, it's not a fun job. I once did I ever tell you about that. If I have, maybe maybe the people would like to know about when I was asked to be the treasurer of the PTA. Oh yeah, you kind of did. And so, you know, I come to this new PTA, and it was when uh, Mitch and Alyssa moved to a new school, and so I come to this new PTA, and. PTA president is super nice lady. Like, just the kind of person, you know, you would do anything for her. Super nice lady. And 
Um, her husband, super nice. All of her kids, super nice. You know, just a nice person. And probably a week into us being at this new school, she asked me if I'd ever thought about taking a position on the PTA board. And I said, oh, I've held positions on the PTA board many times. You know? away screaming. And, and she goes, she goes, well, we need a, we need a treasurer. Would you mind being the treasurer? And she said, we're going to have a financial secretary who'll handle all of the deposits and everything. So all you have to do is verify things. That's it. And keep the books. And I was like, if I do this, the first thing you're approving is QuickBooks Online because this is ridiculous that you have to pass a book around from person to person in order to verify your records. This wave didn't exist then. Yeah. So <laughs> they agreed and I agreed and I did it and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst job because you had to be involved in everything. They did a fundraiser. They made this. Someone brought in money. There was always I was always getting messages from the office that there was money in the PTA box. And I had to take the money into the bank. And I'm like, where's the financial secretary? They never were able to find one. No one was stupid enough to volunteer. So then at the <laughs> end, at the end, I told her I didn't want to do it again. Uh-huh. She said, OK, I'll find somebody to do it. And she came to me at the last minute and she said, will you please take the job again? And like I said, she's so nice. And I knew you could only hold it for two terms. There's term limits. I was like, okay, <laughs> this is my last time. I don't have to do it after this. So I did it. because, And the only reason I did it was because she was so nice. Right. But then the second time around, it was like a bleeping nightmare. Like, you know, there were new people that had joined the PTA, and so they didn't know any of the procedures. Like, you'd get this big wad of cash, and it wouldn't have, like, there's a sheet that you're supposed to break down, like, how many ones, how many fives, how many tens, how many twenties, how many fifties, how many hundreds. And then on the back, categories with an amount so what was this expenditure for because they did a really like professional like you budget for the carnival you don't just get you know x thousands of dollars for the carnival you get so much money for rides so much money for games so much money for concessions etc i mean they broke it down by percentage you know this is so much money you get and you get x percent x percent x blah 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 blah. well right that way exactly so that in the future they'd know well not only do we need to up the budget by $1,000, but all of that money needs to go here because we keep falling short on this part right here. Right. Um, so they were very good about it. But, my God, you'd get these things and there wouldn't be any of that information. And then you'd have to call the person. And meanwhile, you're trucking around like three grand with you because you can't leave it anywhere. And so then you have to go back to the school because it's a Friday and you got to go back to the school on Monday and tell the secretary, I need to lock this in the safe because, you know, I've had to hold it all effing weekend. And then finally, like five, six days later, the person calls you back. Oh, yeah, well, here's the breakdown. You're like, why didn't you give me the breakdown in the first place? That's the kind of year it was for me. Like nonstop. And I know how much. Having to follow up on people. And I wanted to strangle these women. So then after that, I started teaching chess there and problem solved. Because then I was too busy for them to invite me on the PTA board. But that woman is just so nice. But I'll be I'll be 100% honest. Like in high school, I feel that my high school-aged kids don't want me around their school all the time. 
I don't think they want their mom around their school all the I time. Think 99% of high school age kids. Exactly. But I'm only speaking for my high school kids. Speak from somebody whose mother was around a lot when she was in high school. And I think that's why I avoid any kind of PTA volunteering because I don't want to embarrass them. I want them to have things the way they want things to be. And I want them to be comfortable with the way things are. I don't want a lot less work to make them feel uncomfortable. And yeah, then there's, there isn't as much. And you know what really comes down to it. And they insist on like bingo shifts. Next time I may just pay them. Yeah. Because it was fun though. When we did it together. It wasn't fun when I had to do it by myself. We, we had a good time when we did it together. Yeah. We so did. if we need to do more, we'll just make sure we do them together. But see, what they should let you do is two people do a half a shift each at the same time, and that counts for eight hours. Yeah. Rather than... And then they end up with two in, people leaving halfway through. and it, Yeah, but then they could schedule it so that they bring two people in when you're about to leave. Yeah, they don't. Well, that's the point. It's kind of they're not organized. disorganized. Yeah. And it's all volunteer-based. We all know how flaky volunteers are. Yep. But it was, you know, back to that whole, well, then we can get out of here, but back to that whole convention thing, you know, I was starting to say that, like, the thing that I've learned is that people who are a little more loud, they tend to be a little more loud because they have support. It may be a little bit of support. It may be a lot of support, but they have support. Dude, all I have to say to that is fake boycotts. Yes, there are some people who think that being loud means you have support. I'm just saying that I've determined that most people who are more boisterous and loud have some level of support. And it shocks me sometimes. I will like the guy asking the questions, but having the answers. To me, to my way of thinking, right there, I'm sorry, I'm going to be blunt. That person's an idiot. <laughs> Period. You're an idiot for asking questions like that. How about say, isn't it true that we raised $5,623 for this event? Why bicker over she said 5600 Who gives a crap? You're an idiot. Period. But with that said, saying that that person is an idiot... The point is, why be? Why do you need to be such a jackass about it? And I think that's why he doesn't really have a lot of support. Well, yeah, that's you end up losing support because people are like, oh my God, you're an idiot. Like for me, I couldn't even consider him for that position. And I'll be honest with you, I could have voted for either of the other two and been comfortable with it. I know you could have. Anyways, the moral of the story is that there was nice people and there was jackholes. Just like anything else. But it seems like... It's just okay, a microcosm of society. It seems like when you go to something political, and I'm not I'm, I'm not going to clarify which party I'm speaking of because it's all of them. When you go to something political, there's wackos and there's jackholes. And there's nobody in the middle. Like Which was I? There are very few people that it's comfortable to stand next to because they're not a wacko or a jackal. So which was I? You said there's wackos or jackals, and that was all you gave. So which one was I? A wacko or a jackal? Which one was I? You didn't answer me. Which one was I? I prefer to hang out with the wackos. Uh-huh. You can hang out wherever you want. 
Your choices are vermin supreme. My problem is... My problem is that because of... And I'm working on it. Because of some things that happened with that whole termination of that situation, I have a hard time opening up to people. So when we talk in person or whatever, someone who's new, it takes a while for them to, for me to get comfortable with them. So meeting someone new on a Friday when I'm leaving on a Sunday, not enough time, not going to get close enough to that person. Versus like the guy that I was supporting and I endorsed, he could talk to a tree and be friendly to it. And normally oh, I so can be, and normally I can be that way, but I don't, and I am that way, but I don't let them in for a while. He seemed to just let people in, which I suppose I'm looking at it in a way right now, like it's a good thing, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's a bad thing. Well, you don't regularly get accused of being a homeless alcoholic, so maybe. <laughs> Never been accused yeah. of that. All right. But I have been accused of uh, committing voter fraud because somebody decided to take something that was said and uh, twist it. At least you didn't steal any signs. There you go. That's true. I didn't. I don't steal, period. I even try to do things to, when I was running for office every single time I did things to insulate myself from the money. I don't want to be anywhere near the money. Yep. So anyway, I think that we had a good time. We met some neat people, but we also observed some real lunatics who some were normal lunatics and some were just jerks, like you said, jackholes. And I think you'd pretty much have a good... I I think I would add a third group of people who were kind of entertained by both sides. That's where I would put myself. Yeah, I guess we fit with that. Entertained by both sides and kind of sit in the middle and go, you know, I, I support their right to do that, but I support their right to do that. So let's just watch this and eat some popcorn and see what happens. I'm just... My favorite part is that the people who are visibly a little crazy are just super nice, wonderful people. Yep. And the people who look, quote-unquote, normal, no. They're just awful. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, of the, that was my takeaway of the people who got up to ask questions or comment on the microphone. Anyway, good night, everyone. Good night, everyone. Suckers. You're a sucker. You're a cherry sucker. So there. You're not going to say anything else, are you? I guess I'll interview Yogi for five or ten minutes. Oh, there we go. I got a laugh out of her. <laughs> Stella, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to The Nightly Rant. If you enjoyed the show, please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Google Play. If you didn't enjoy the show, please just ignore that previous request for a rating. This has been a Yogi's Podcast Network production.